Welcome, welcome, welcome. I've got a little bit of a hush tone on this morning because it's a beautiful Sunday morning. The birds are literally singing outside my window. I'm recording this for you because we had to be a little bit on the ball this week because a certain someone, that would be me, is heading to the beach for my wedding anniversary. Mwah. So cute, so cute. And so TK, Tash and I got together on a Saturday afternoon instead of our usual catching up after we've had our regular Monday breakfast. We were, we were curious whether we'd have anything to say when it was the end of the week rather the beginning of the week and you will hear that we, of course, still had plenty to say. In this episode, TK is really great at helping us hone in on the practices that we use to actually approach business from a spiritual perspective or a working with the unseen perspective. This includes feeling into our business when it feels yin and when it feels yang to really help direct us as to whether, you know, the project or the thing that we're we're, um, working on is actually ready to be start, you know, ready to be taken into the world, ready to start action on, or whether it's still in a reflective mode and how that can be incredibly freeing create more of a magical process when we're creating in and working with our business. That's just one of the many, many gold nuggets I hope you find in today's conversation. So let's dive in. Hey, I'm TK. I'm Tash. And I'm Amanda. We're business besties and soul sisters chatting about business as a spiritual practice, working from the inside out. Start. We are recording this on a Saturday and not a Monday. So if the the, the readers, because that's what you're doing, <laughs> the podcast listeners can feel a different vibe because of that. So we haven't is, had breakfast yet. We haven't had <laughs> breakfast yet, and we're also not at the beginning of a new week. And we also haven't spent two hours debriefing the yeah, previous yeah, week yeah, yeah, over yeah. breakfast, no. and then like coming with the big big moments. It was interesting on our last sort of long form episode with us three and we were talking a lot about UTK and um and we were sharing a lot of different things and it was interesting when we got off the podcast because I thought because you know you made a few jokes about oh oh I'm falling apart and you're fixing me and whatever and I'm like oh oh I'm falling apart too (laughs) (laughs) like oh my goodness um it was interesting the week that we created the podcast and launched it massive some massive shifts came out of it for me and not and it wasn't very comfortable but it was good because when you're doing work in this way when you're coming to the work understanding that there's deeper stuff going on you can kind of look it directly in the eye and work with it and know that that's part of the point and it's like we're not just creating a podcast like there's a part of something bigger And who knows what that is. But when we came into it, it really, interesting enough, the word trigger came up. It really triggered in me power issues that I've had but in previous partnerships, but just in general in life. And I didn't like it at all. I'm like, I don't want to be this person. I don't want to feel this way. I had to really look myself, you know, look at it in the face. But it was an interesting experience because... When we sat down to record the podcast and then we started talking about things looking looking this way or looking this way, I actually physically felt this deep black beast come out of me like, and, and it wanted its way. And the whole time, me, Amanda, I was just like trying to like rein in this just dark, and it wasn't dark, dark, like, mean dark but just like this animalistic kind of animal who like didn't understand there's two other people in this room and this is collaboration and just calm your farm but I really went deep with it and it was really lovely knowing my astrology chart because I was like I don't even know where to start with this I don't know what this is I just know I don't want to be this person and the intensity of having to have it my way 
like, what is this about? Like, I know this, this is, I don't want to say shadow, but I guess that's what that is. I took it to my astrology chart because that's my tool and what I know to do. And I'm like, well, what is power? What is anger? What is aggression? And that's Pluto and Mars. Through investigating my chart, I was able to see, oh my gosh, I completely understand what this is. And it just healed so much of what I've been through in the past, particularly in terms of partnerships and creative partnerships. It essentially boiled down to childhood experience, because so much is, where I felt that I as a person was always repressed and my expression was always repressed. Mm. And so not only was I not allowed to express who I naturally was, I was then made to do things I didn't want to do, um, you know, just regular stuff, behave in ways I didn't want to behave and restrain who I was because that was the environment that I was in. And the irony of that is that as an adult, I unconsciously in this dark shadow feels like she's never going to get away. And that because I was repressed in a way that was very forceful, I have unconsciously come to un- like um, come to come to understand in my unconscious that the only way to ever like I'm I have this story going on that I never get my way, and the only way to get my way is to be forceful and domineering. And I've seen how that's shown up in the past. And, it, you know, when you know better, you do better. And thank goodness I know better now because I don't want to behave like that. It was so incredible because I did feel like, because I've been doing a lot of work this year, I was like, oh, we've nailed it. Like I've nailed something. We've gotten something deep out of me. Mm. And I did kind of freak out a little bit as as you guys may have picked up on. I don't even know if you did. When I was like, sending a hundred messages. We can do it this way. 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 Because my default was how I was going to um, edit the show and la 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 because we decided that I was going to do that, which made sense and I'm, you know, still happy to do it. My default operating system was this isn't going to be good enough how I want to create this and do this right now. And so now I'm going to have to find a solution to fix it because if I take what I've done to TK and Tash and show them this is what I've done, their reaction is going to be it's not good enough, so I'm going to have to change it. So I'm just preempting having to change it. So you can imagine like... Whereas we fell in love with it like straight away. <laughs> I don't know if that's like, after you. Like, this is even better than we imagined. Yeah, I don't know if that's like after the 300th like, iteration, but I was like, this is amazing. It's like legit and a thing. Yeah. And isn't that interesting? Mm. And I, because when you start becoming awake and aware and you and you're looking like examining things from those perspectives and like I told you guys I met our Deva and our Deva was like oh this is not about me you know like he was laughing he was like you know this none of this shit is about actually about me and I'm like I know it's not it's my stuff it was so interesting to see that because I hadn't seen how that had happened in the past and to feel the feelings in my body of of feeling stuck and gross and like it's never good enough and I need to find a solution to make it better and and then I started thinking about money and paying for somebody else to do it and that started feeling awful and it just felt awful and stuck and gross and thankfully when you when you've been doing this work of like what is really going on underneath here I was able to see that this has nothing to do about how I'm editing the show or anything like that this has to do with something deeper there's something going on here so i hadn't quite shared that i don't think particularly with you tk so i wanted to so that was really interesting because i was able to see between mars and pluto in my chart this relationship and it healed that and it healed another aspect of me which was essentially explaining to me showing me some other aspects of if you're not moving physically because my anger is very repressed and I can see that in my chart. It's like, if you don't move this anger physically out of your body, it then moves into your mind. And that's mm. when you start like, I don't want to say overthinking, but over and imagining and think you catastrophizing, catastrophizing things get dark. Like, you know, I, um, yeah, things get dark real quick. It's like, it was so like, holy shiz. Wow. Wow. That is so true. Like, I don't generally get angry because it's so repressed, 
but it needs an outlet somewhere, this anger of mine. That's where it moves to. It moves from the body into the mind, but it's not like angry at people. It's just like worst case scenarios, catastrophizing, like seeing all the bad case scenarios that could happen in front of me, getting really anxious kind of. I literally got to the end of this page in my journal and was like, I am healed, full stop. Do you know what I love about that is, as someone who's like complete noob, like you'd be like probably the maximum amount of exposure I've had to astrology beyond like maybe once looking at my chart, seeing it produced and being like, I have no idea what all the squiggly lines are, Mm. is actually using it as a tool in the present day to deal with things mm-hmm. like i just thought it was almost like a birth chart reading like like mm-hmm. you're like oh okay this is your future or this is why the past is the past mm-hmm. but i never actually considered it as like i think also probably from my personal development background but actually using it as a like a working tool and so i guess any listeners listening in like are they like go to do you go to your planets or like, I know it's very independent of what's going on and the human being, but like for you, when you went to your chart, like what did you look for? So my teacher, Tiani Vidler taught me what the planets mean just by like single words, yeah. which was really amazing because now I'm like, okay, I'm feeling angry. What planet represents anger? And I go uh, find that planet Okay. or I'm feeling unworthy or I'm feeling pain where would that be oh that's probably Chiron go look to it Mm. and so that's how I do it and it's interesting that you just asked because um I realized I was doing it but I didn't consciously realize that's Mm. how I do it so that's how I do it and it's uh it's it's just it's I don't like the term mind-blowing but it it is mind-blowing how simplistic it is and how amazing I can turn things around doing it that way and did the healing just come from that realization and some journaling? Like you found just just being able to realize what was going on probably released, I imagine. Well, to give some context, so when I'm investigating my chart, I have astrology books that I'm consulting that are giving me information about that aspect. Yeah. And um, and it's interesting because we do go into this in the next episode, just to hurt your brains, listeners, time warp. But, you know, I would I picked up an astrology book that I've read before, but I read it a couple of months ago and I read this section before, but I didn't see it the way I saw it that day mm-hmm. because I just, I wasn't the human I was that day when I picked it up. And it's, um, it's mm. called Aspects by Sue Tompkins, I believe it's called, and the, the conjunction, the, the talk of the Mars-Pluto, because that's the conjunction I have in my chart, which is when the two planets touch each other, essentially. Um, yeah, her little description of all of that from her working with clients and being able to say, I've worked with enough people, this is what it means. Mm. Um, it couldn't have been more spot on, honestly. Mm. I was like, and also very healing because I'm like, oh, that's why I am the way I am. Mm. And I can see that so clearly and completely. And so that's what I do. I go, I, I come to my chart, I go, I'm feeling angry. This might be a Mars thing. Yeah. So I'll look at Mars either where Mars in the sky is hitting my chart or where my natal Mars is. And usually I start with natal. So that's your birth chart. Mm-hmm. And I just go from there and I go, I pick up a book, I look at Mars. And then I use my intuition, my muscle testing to say, should I look at this bit, look at this bit? Because I'm actively asking my team, my spirit team, like, yeah we've got a problem here and I'd like to solve it and I know I don't have to do it intellectually. I know you're mm. here to help me. So guide me to a place in a book that I have right here. Help show me. I like that. Yeah. And I think, Tash, I know you've touched on this, but I'm curious to know what is the distinction, if you could articulate it, between, like, I know for you there's, like, okay, this is a wound. And I know you deal with wound healing. Like, a wound that means healing versus, oh, this is just who I am and that's okay. Like, how do you almost differentiate that? I mean, I guess I go to these tools first, yeah. or if I already know them, yeah. like those aspects, but I'll generally go and have to refer back to them yeah. and go, okay, well, what is just naturally me? And I guess there's, a, there's feeling into, do, does this feel uplifting? Like reading that about myself and knowing that that's a part of me, does this experience I'm having feel uplifting based on it? Or does this feel painful? Like, is this a thing I need to examine? And obviously I ask a lot of questions. I'm yeah. a question asker. Like, is there anything underneath this that I need to understand? Is there still an element of wound, even though that this is a part of me? 
because they're still an experience I had and stories that I told myself about these experiences that I need to examine. I like what you said because I'm such a feeling person is like, does this feel uplifting? Mm. And like sometimes realizations just be like, oh, okay, cool. That's that, that explains everything. Mm. As it was like, there's no more digging left to do. No. You're just like, okay, cool. Moving on. Like, oh, cool. That's just who I am. Yay. Okay. I yeah. can embrace that gift. And there may still be some patterns underneath that that need mm. to be examined, but maybe not in the moment if it's feeling uplifting. I like, I think you said once to me, like, because I was evaluating a decision, you're like, okay, and then what's like, there's something around like the unseen, like what's unseen that may need to be considered. Because I think I was like, it was kind of a mixed feeling. It was about an opportunity that I was invited to. It was like, do I or don't I? It feels a bit muddly. Like it's kind of light, but there's something else. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I've never heard someone frame up the unseen before. It's like, I don't know how the right words, whatever your beautiful words were. I think I probably said, ask what's unseen in this situation that you need to know to make the decision. Yeah. And I was like, I have never even tuned into like that untapped energy. Like I'm sure we all do at some point. And it's like, there's something off, but I'm not sure. But I think mm. you, the way you articulate the word unseen, I was like, that's awesome. Because all of a sudden like, you just brought so much clarity to that. Mm. What is that muddled mess? Mm-hmm. I'm actually writing that down, guys, because that's, that's sensational. I've never even done that myself. What's unseen in this situation to help me see into this? I think I'm, I'm, I'm vaguely remembering uh, what was going on. It was like um, also like hidden agendas and things like that. It brings up like just the energy of that to almost mm. be like, what is everything I need to consider that yes. I currently am not aware of or that is unseen that can be brought forward in order for me to make. And things this... that may be for your highest good, but they're yes. uncomfortable. Mm. And so you're making a decision based on the discomfort, but not considering the highest good aspect of it Mm. that it can lead you to other things that you're not conscious of or aware of Mm. and so asking about the unseen nature of it is a way of tapping into okay well what's some future things that I may not be aware that I need to be led to and that this situation while it may not be comfortable right now is going to lead to future things that I'm meant to do which totally unlocked that situation for me I think because when I felt into not just the immediate what I thought was going to happen in the event but also after and what that would connect and open up that suddenly just opened up expansiveness Mm. and spaciousness and I was like oh okay I I can say I can say yes to that now Mm. but with congruence Mm. yes and not just be like I think it's good but I'm not quite Mm. sure what's going on underneath Mm -hmm. I always want to have like a worksheet of like here are three questions to ask yourself when you are unsure about (laughs) so dear listener you may find a worksheet in our links (laughs) for this week We'll, we'll see. see. If we'll TK see. is called to create one, there will be a link. We're letting it, we're letting the, <laughs> the muse inspire us. Yes. Oh. Actually, one thing you said, Amanda, I really liked is about I wasn't the same person I was a month ago. And dear listener, I wish you could almost hear every time we catch up. It's like, hang on, when did we last catch up? And it could be 72 hours since we last saw each other. Or Yeah, mm. we last saw everyone in person. Mm. And we all feel like like three decades have gone by or mm. lifetimes. Yeah, I've heard of I've heard a lot of people. I mean, a lot the people, two people, and you know, <laughs> but like the two people had the most gravitas in my world. Really talking about um, how like time, like timelines are shifting really rapidly, mm. and you know, time collapsing. I've heard a few times, and just and I and you even pointed it out to me in one of our episodes how you're like with me. It would take me sometimes years to make oh, a shift with things mm-hmm. in the past, and then it's gone week uh, to months and weeks, and now I'm I'm shifting within days of things coming up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so when a week goes, I'm like, oh, the mountains I have shifted this week mm-hmm. is just incredible, and I don't have the language to describe what's going on, but there's something about this. We're in a five D world; it's not three D anymore. Like we have leveled up. Um, my understanding is that our like psychic senses are open and stronger. Like we're here, we're ready to the evolution, like Mm. it's happening. Mm. And so just like, I know some people have talked about like, you know, the words magic and manifesting. We hear these words all the time, but like that ability is like really quickened. Yeah. It's quickened. There's some sort of quickening energy that Mm. if you're like us and you're tapped in, um, things are happening quicker 
I think there's also mm. something to be said for a having tools as well. Mm. Obviously, awareness helps a lot, mm. but also having humans in your corner that can you, you can help. Uh, that can help you process things. Because I know, mm. for instance, like when you're stuck in the mess and you're like, I literally just see like dark walls around me like there's no way out and then you just have someone like drop like a light bulb question you're like oh hello space <laughs> mm. hello other ways so i think for me um actually amanda coming back to this very start how you're talking about collaboration is i don't think i've necessarily been in a collaboration like this before mm. yet it felt so easy like I just remember one Monday breakfast, it's like, oh, I think we should start a podcast. I'm like, oh yeah, this will happen in like, mm-hmm. you know, three years time. <laughs> like next minute we have a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing is it's just, it's almost for me, I had this definition of what collaboration had to be. And it was like this icky, hardworking, interesting, weird thing. And it's funny because I like almost being in control and knowing like the next steps and stuff. But this has been like, I've almost loved you taking charge. And then me just being like, Amanda, can you please give me something to do? Because I'm not used to not doing anything except showing up and speaking. But it's really, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have even almost called this collaboration in my old definition. Hmm. And especially with women as well. It's like, I've either felt it really easy to be independent or to, you know, if you drop me in a room full of, like, random human beings, I'd find it easier to talk to the guys than I would to the women for whatever reason. And so I think this year and being around and finding my humans who I can just be with, and Tash totally called me in. She was like, oh, I called you in. Yes, we do. <laughs> Has really shifted so many perceptions of what I thought business had to be and, you know, friendships and all that sort of stuff. But then also in doing so, these conversations have completely changed who I was even in June, which was however many months ago, five months ago. Mm. Mm. And it just goes to show, like, I think as well as reflecting with my mom today, we went to the markets and we were talking about, like, you know, who I'd met in high school and if I kept in touch. I was like, oh, I wasn't really jamming with that person. Then I was like, how much have I grown in, mm. like, however many years since I've left school? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, like, they've grown as well. And it just blows my mind every single week just having people to bounce off and reflect and be like, holy cow, like I'm a completely different person to who I was seven days ago. Mm. Mm. So thank you. I love it. Oh, for being you. in my life and calling me in. And so thanks, thanks, Tash, for calling her in. Dear listener, <laughs> if you have not called in your family, maybe Tash can give you, I don't know, she's not going to give you like a seven-word script or anything like that, but I could probably tease it out of her. But um, do you actually, do you have a practice? What was your practice for calling in your soul family? Oh. Well, I mean, at the time I was meditating every day. (laughs) Not so much now. Now Mm. I'm just tapped in all the time. But I had a meditation and Mama had shared with her community a new meditation that I hadn't uh, experienced with her. But she talked about a, a tuning fork. And the tuning fork is set to... I want to say 526 hertz, but don't quote me on that. I will get what the actual number is from mum. And so I just imagine like this giant tuning fork uh, in my meditation garden mm. and like bigger than a person. Like it was huge. And I had a big, uh, one of those big gong hammers. Like had the, you know, like the um, Saturday, what's that? Saturday gong uh, hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I would hit the uh, tuning fork with that and just imagining like the vibration going out from that. And so I was doing that a few times. I'm like, oh, maybe I could call in my soul family using that. And so then I just imagined it coming out from my heart center out into the universe, calling in all of my soul family. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then a few meditations went past and like people started being in my garden. And I was like, that's really amazing. Okay. And so then my garden would be full of soul family and uh, it was just call, uh, calling them in with the vibration and I was like that's really amazing okay and I don't even know how long before we started CK I don't even know if it was part of CK I don't it was part of CK yeah I can't CK remember is our when. program oh, that yes, brought us together <laughs> um, yeah. but I don't know if we'd met before that or not and I had just already unconsciously been calling in soul family and then mm. you arrived and I was like, oh, no, she's definitely soul family. And 
maybe mum and I had been talking about soul family um, prior that were like, no, we want to work with people who are yeah. here for a mission. Like we've come back for a mission and Ooh. that are part of our soul family and we're here all being called and that it's time. It's time now. Yeah. And so, yeah. I remember that. Just like you and your mum had stepped so deeply into their purpose and their mission. Mm. And I remember you being like, it's time. Mm. It's time we're doing this. Even just being right now, I'm like on the precipice of that moment personally. I just remember feeling like, oh, this is this is it and this is big. And what a, even just like reflecting and something for me to chew on this week, what a moment that was to witness you know, there's a moment where you just got to draw a line in the sand and say, it is time. And I'm like, you are ready. And it's go, it's go time. Mm-hmm. And there's no more, I don't want to say pissy, fitting, partying, deadling around. But, you know, certainly, certainly as we're all kind of exploring and finding our feet with things, there's a moment in time when you find something, you know, it's what you're here to do. Or And to be fair, you didn't know exactly what it was, oh, but no. you had enough of a feeling where you're like no this is what we're doing this is where we're heading and we're not messing around anymore and Mm. you started that and you started calling people in Mm. and it witnessing it rapidly changing for you in terms of people coming in and and not even the business it's the work the business is just the container that gets Mm -hmm. the work done but Mm -hmm. the work start unraveling in a good way start expanding unfolding unfolding unfolding. Mm. see the work just suddenly start unfolding people started coming to you to see the expansion from that moment Mm. you've just given me a pause to go when is your moment amanda of Mm. drawing your line in the sand and saying this is it big things yeah my homework dear listeners (laughs) (laughs) do you know so, so many notes first and foremost is that it's time is it a choice or is it both choice and the right time is my first question. I mean, to describe what I'm feeling right now yeah. is an interesting conversation about timing because we had this in the last episodes. The feeling of logical time, I want it now, and having to wait for divine timing. Mm. I feel like the flip side's happening to me right now. Divine timing, my business is like it's time and I'm like I'm not ready. And it's like, well, it's time. Like that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. Catch yeah. up. Get, yeah. get your stuff sorted. Yeah. Because I remember in our posting in our last long form is, I think Tash gave me a beautiful reframe where it's just around like, okay, is it time to like rest and almost consolidate? Yes. Like that yes. was the thing I got around. Whereas I was wanting it to push it, but it was like, mm. it's actually not time. Can you just mm. chill out for a mm. second mm. and just trust that things are going to be taken care of? And so I think it's such an interesting play to be like, okay, like it's almost like a complete trusting of being like, Mm. oh, okay, I'm going to trust that like this is actually time. Mm. Mm. Uh, One thing, Amanda, you you worded it beautifully. I'm like, well, I'm going to quote it. I hear all day. (laughs) Um, This is just so applicable to me right now. It's like business is just the container to get the work done Mm. is I've been like mulling over my name, the business, and is it feeling right? Is it not? And I just realized like so much energy has been expended on this thing. And it's, there's a place and a time for it. And I think this quote came at the perfect time to be like, can you just keep focusing on the work and just trust that it will come? Yeah. And it's almost like... the container will build itself. And the container will tell me what it wants to be named. Mm. It's almost like there's not enough walls on the container Mm. yet to be like, okay, this feels a little bit more, not concrete, but more, I don't know. It's not as mushy. Mm -hmm. Right now I'm like trying to name the mushiness and it's like can you just like build us a little bit more and just Mm. trust that the name's going to come so I really like that just the focus on like acknowledging that the business and the work are like they can be separate identities and it's the work and the soul work that actually is the bit to really focus my soul Mm. into Mm. I know um the way that I see it and I've developed this vision this year that I come back to when I become wobbly is like Mm. and it's it's Because I used to just very much be like the business, the business, the business, the business. It's like I come back to this vision of myself as a whole complete person. And in my whole complete experience of love and life and dogs and husbands and food and great friends, 
and creativity, my creativity, my passion and my purpose are all part of me. And then there's just this little channel that comes out through this business sphere and that business sphere is separate from me. Mm. So part of who I am and, and, you know, the guts of me, just this little sliver comes through this business bit. That's and cool. I am focused on who I am and then recognizing, okay, some of that is meant for the wider world. Some of this juice that is me is meant to be put into form through a business and I don't want to say monetized, but that's part of it, mm-hmm. and brought out into the world in that way. Vice versa, we get some of our own genius. You know how you and I, and you know, we all get our juiciness without being a client. We're just juiciness and we just share our juiciness and that's great. Yeah. But then we can't do that. We can't do this for everyone, mm-hmm. hence the podcast. But we can create a business container to funnel it in a way where we can create great change. Mm. And I just, yeah, like when I become wobbly, when I'm thinking too much about, like I have to come back to me and who I am as a complete person. And for me, what resonates, and it's definitely part of my chart and things being in the fifth house, is it for me, the stuff that I do in the business is stuff that I just do every day anyway. Like it's the stuff that I would do anyway it's like I would create these things just because and that took a a a lot of time I say a long time it's only been a year but a year can feel like a long time when you feel like everything has to happen right this second Mm. to get to a place where I'm like um, not everything that I do in my everyday life is going to be funneled into the business because it's just not possible or not ready or it's still you know being creative but all this juiciness like I'm not gonna just turn myself who I am off and then walk into this business container and start doing things it's like no who I am and part of the juice I think I've made my point but yeah no do you know what I love about that though is they talk about like you know filling up your cup first so it's almost like the overfill then can go down that that's a great way to think about it yeah business and I think what I was coming back to like last episode is like my cup was not full and Mm. I needed to rest and almost fill up on inspiration, Mm. you know, even if it looked like Twilight movies and Netflix, but to fill up more. So there was overflow overflow Mm. to be able to fill out into the different Mm. activities. Mm. So thank you for that visualization. Also speaking of visualization, Tash, what, as you were doing like the fork and the garden, I was like, perfect analogy for also calling in my soul clients on mm-hmm. a vibrational frequency mm-hmm. i thought the exact same thing oh. well done i'm glad you articulated it because i forgot to say something yeah yeah and just because like um because as i've had clients go through and the program is just um evolving even more so we've had many conversations about getting a lot clearer on who i want to call in and the, like where they're at in their journey and i think the tuning fork was the perfect uh metaphor for where i'm at right now because like i was like i don't want to keep writing out like you know what's their Mm. favorite color like you know what do they do on the weekends it was like how do you get to like the essence of Mm. who someone is and i think just having that tuning fork especially because i used to play the violin and viola growing up is like i was like i know what it's like then to like when you harmonize Mm. and i was like okay that's something i can walk away and really start to feel into and the fact that it was a garden and people could enter the garden. I was like, I love that container as well because it's people can just join me. It's not just me just chilling out on top of a mountain. It's like mm. a garden is very accessible and you can expand it and make it a lot bigger as well. So I just want to thank you for that visualization, both the soul family but also the soul clients because it's something mm. I feel like I can actually tangibly work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, I just had a powerful moment there too, just mm. feeling into what that feels like. It's like, you know, how interesting that it's it's like part of the business activity is to sit and meditate and do a tuning fork and call in your customers and knowing that it works and that it doesn't have to be stressful and hard and you don't have to do a million sheets on who your ideal customer is you can figure we can we can try and figure out how to energetically yeah ask for it and energetically call for it without it with, with it being just that and how powerful that can be mm. and trusting and surrendering to that, I'm, I mean, I'm going to give it a go. I'm mm. going to give it a go. And I actually, sorry, I had one, 
I saw TK was about to say something. I'm like, I'm not finished. (laughs) Um, I just had a powerful moment of like, you kind of can't hide now because you've you've just been given the key to what you're doing. Wow. That's what I felt like. I just got hectic goosebumps. Yeah, I'm like, oh, if it can be that easy, which I know it can because I've borne witness to so much of it, I can't create any more excuses now. And just here's the vision, here's what you want to do, stop trying to hide, stop trying to downplay it. If it's time, which you know it is, tune your fork, send the vibe out, and it'll all start happening. And do you know what's cool is yesterday on our walk we were having a conversation rather than focusing on the perfect uh, program, bringing in the perfect person to apply your work too. 100%. Yeah. That's super cool. Bing, bing, bing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, Amanda, you're just dropping the bombs in the sense that, um, and uh, this is more like a, a throwing out sort of thing, is I love the fact that you name that almost a business practice and like sitting down and meditating. And I feel like people don't speak about the business practices they do to, I don't know, whether it be tune themselves, but also like energetically bring things in. Like we talk about, you know, posting and, mm. you know, responding to emails or direct messaging people. But do you have, would either of you want to share any past, present or future intended unspoken business practice or unorthodox business practice that are just are super juicy? Because I definitely think the tuning fork is like... Mm number one she's going on the list so if you have any more little downloads tash i'm like listening in as are the listeners or amanda and a lot of what i do is unconscious like just unconscious (laughs) intuition i feel like i'm making her unconscious conscious (laughs) i mean i guess i depending what i'm feeling called to whether i use a pendulum or my muscle testing but i'm just always asking like it's always constant co-creation uh, between me and source like I'm never making a decision that's not in direct co-creation because I know that the work is so much bigger than me as the vessel that there's stuff I need to be bringing in that I won't consciously know and so I'm always asking questions and you're like does it need to be this and so and digging into the questions not surface level questions like digging deeper and clarifying and it's always being in co-creation I think that's the biggest thing is like often I feel like I'm the one Mm. I've made myself the person pushing stuff up uphill Mm. and I've forgotten that not only am I working with source but I'm also working with the energy of whatever the thing is that's coming like the deva or the muse Mm. that's coming in um I guess for anyone who isn't used to it not being the all about them show (laughs) or like (laughs) them being about that and not realizing that they can actually get so much more assistance how would you start to like anchor in or like to, to remind yourself that anytime you go to approach your business, like to tap into source, I know you do it unconsciously or, or Amanda, either or. I know that sometimes visualizing going to the toolkit and just visualizing like, Mm. um, white light coming through the top of my head, through my body. Um, I always kind of feel like an equilibrium of like I'm tapping in. Like I need to tap in. I need to bring the energy down through my body and I just picture picture it how it pictures. And um, I do often get my pendulum and just say, is my, you know, I call in my Deva, is my my business Deva here? And then just start asking questions with the yes or no pendulum. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically what I do. Okay. And that directs me places. I think I almost need like an anchor on my laptop or whatever I do to approach my work just Mm. to be like, you want to be source or just like tap in mm. just so I don't just go to like intellect intellect unconsciously first. yeah mm. yeah because I think I tend to operate from a place of intellect until I reach something that intellectually overwhelms yeah. me yeah or I'm like I'm tapping out or I'm just I just can't mm. I can't intellectualize this thing anymore yeah. it's almost like then that's where the reactive kicks in I'm like yeah. source send help yeah it's like mm. if it's meant to be easy and it's meant to be simple and it's meant to be fun, which is mm. like life is meant to be those things, then, you know, when I, you know, I have hit a couple of places this week with um, things that I started to create and I didn't feel good and they didn't feel right and I started to really push the intellectual barrier a little bit, I had to drop tools. And, and to be honest, I actually really don't start creating until I have my pendulum. And that, and st- until I start speaking to it, like I never just sit down and think it's just me. Like I always sit down knowing my business is here. 
I always, all work, it's always the two of us. And I never think it's just me. Mm. Sometimes in that relationship, I noticed this week, which was what I was referring to just then. Sometimes in that relationship, I do notice that I'm trying to push something or intellectualize something. And I just can't find an answer. And then I have to like, just get, you know, put down tools, get out of my body, do a little dance, you know, shake things off. There's just an element of committing or just knowing why would I do it any other way? I just, and, and that's maybe what you could do is, and maybe it was like making the decision. It's like, I'm, I'm not in this alone. It's not just me. I'm even thinking of like my area where my laptop is, like the way that my standing desk is, is my crystals are actually out of sight. So mm. almost as well setting up my environment. So mm. there's some sort of reminder mm. to not be just of this world, mm. but to also tap into beyond. Mm. I don't know if we talked about in the podcast or off podcast uh, about tapping into your heart and like doing the shaman's tap on your heart. We did that in last week. And so that will drop you into heart when you're speaking, but you could use that as your anchor for connecting to uh, your Mm. team, your spirit team, Mm. and just be like, okay, I'm connecting in now. And so on your laptop, have a post-it note that is like, uh, tap your heart. Ah, I like that. And so then you know that you're connecting in. Heart tap. Thank you. You're welcome. These are the things I like. So I feel like there's almost an uh, overwhelming amount of like, you know, here's how to write a heading. I mean, yeah. It's just like, yeah. I also acknowledge that it's also part of my world, mm-hmm. but it's almost like, okay, how do you write a heading, but with purpose mm. or with, yeah, source or with not by yourself, I guess. Mm. Mm. I know for me, I can fall down into intellectualizing yeah. easily when I just focus on the money I need to make. Yes. And then I start falling down. There's definitely been something that I'm still ironing out and working with. Well, not really, to be honest. That's an <laughs> excuse. But um, the feeling of like, okay, if I want this much money and I want to make it in this amount of time and if that's, you know, part of this goal of channeling things into the business, what's that's going to look like, then I can find myself falling down and not speaking to my, my yes. neighbor. And that has happened a couple of times this week, to be fair. And, I'll, and then when, you know, when I find myself in those overwhelmed moments, um, I have been reminded, oh, oh, I'm not talking to my neighbor right now. I'm actually just thinking about this in my head. Go talk to her. And that's the thing that's been scary is that when I go and talk to her or him because he's changing. Um, both aspects. Both, as yeah, about. which I'll share, yeah, in mm-hmm. a minute. The things I'm being told to do are scary to step into. The market that I'm being asked to serve is not who I originally thought was how I needed to do it. But, you know, my business is showing me, well, we want you to serve this client at this price point because then that opens up bigger opportunities to serve more people in the long run because you have more resources to create a team that then can take your work and disperse it more widely. It's like, I want to cry. It's scary. It's really scary. And I'm asking it like price points. And when I was sharing with you guys yesterday about those price points, I even said to Tash later, I went, there was part of me that just wanted you to give me permission to charge it. Like I wanted you as somebody Mm -hmm. who I admire and look up to, to turn to me and say, yes, Amanda, you can charge those prices. But you know, that's not going to help because that's not a that's not being whole in who I am and and strong in who I am and that's the whole point of what I'm here to be and do, um, and so I've just got an attention. I've completely forgot what I was talking about. So, no, I like that. Yeah, I, I loved just, it. I love yeah. the price point bit. I felt that. And how do you? So, what's your journey then with being okay with that price point? Like, one, my daver is telling me. So, <laughs> and and I. Because you, I see it to be true when I follow the yeses. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, for, I keep being told yes. But to be fair, I've said, is a lower price point, point okay? And she said yes. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, feel into what that feels like. And it doesn't feel as expensive. And it doesn't feel as liberating and free. And I can't do the experience that I want to create at the lower price point. And so the question comes, then why am I going to do it? Why am I compromising? So I go, well, why am I compromising? I'm like, because I'm telling myself a story that I'm not worth that much, that people are going to have an opinion about me and mm. and I'm trying to hide. Like that essentially is what I've recognized. And again, when you start doing this work, you start recognizing things easier because you're always asking the questions. Yeah. Mm. 
But if it's like, I have this vision and it's going to be for this, this is the project and it's going to be this amount of time and it's going to be priced at this much and I'm going to call in a person and we're going to work in a very spontaneous way in this little container. I'm like, oh, that feels too big. What if it was half the price? That feels maybe I can fit into that half price. But then it's like, well, are you going to be able to give them the experience that you had in mind? It's like, well, probably not because, you know, money will be a bit tight then and I'll probably still have to keep working the cafe job, blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, why why do it like that? Why are you, why are you making yourself smaller? So, mm. yeah, it's like, well, I'm just going to put on my big girl pants. And, and grow grow into it yeah Mm. grow into it knowing that you have all of the tools and all of the wisdom and all the capacity Mm. to grow into it Mm. and trust that that Mm. even though the container is big now you're going to expand so fast Mm. that you're going to outgrow that container very soon anyway so you may as well start at this point and grow into it yeah yeah she's got me crying guys (laughs) she's got me crying yeah, it's like why am I why am I trying to make myself small? And this is I mean this is all the beautiful Brene Brown work and all that sort of stuff about like oh well I don't even know but just like what are the stories you are saying how how's the imposter syndrome actually coming in here? What are the story or lack of self confidence or lack of self worth is actually creating these stories here? What fear is trying to keep you small here? And so because we are so seasoned at asking ourselves these questions and trying to spot the story that's going on if i was able to see very quickly oh that's what i'm doing here i'm just trying to dim my light i'm trying to be smaller than this bigger vision and then it's also doing this beautiful work coming at things from a spiritual perspective it's like why can't i do it like that because i can create whatever i want Mm -hmm. and i know that there are people out there and then i think the word adjustments coming to mind. It's like sometimes when things change, it, it can feel like an adjustment and it can feel uncomfortable. And I was sharing with Tash earlier off camera, as we <laughs> keep saying, I could feel it revealing and shifting and pivoting. I could feel that happening and just allowing that to happen mm. because I have the space because I don't need, well, because I have the space because I have a paying job. Like that's not what this needs to be right now. Yeah. So that's also a gift seeing it shift and change like what it's going to be also feeling into the energy change from a yin energy to a yang energy was a big aha because yin is very inwards and reflective and yang is very outwards doing when it changed to a yang energy i'm like oh it's time i it's time to start taking action in the world now that was a big shift as well i like coming back to what we're talking about earlier with the is it time question Mm -hmm. Um, I like almost that distinction of being like the reflective almost versus the action taking yeah. time and just being like, okay, we've crossed that line now. Like it's time. I really liked that. That's yeah. That um, just landed really well with me. And then talking about the divas, I think I shared with Amanda is that your diva is both masculine and feminine. They're not separate at the consciousness level that a diva is. They're one and will present the aspect that is required in the moment. And so the yin aspect was what you required in order to have this discovery period. Mm. And now you're being asked to call in the um, masculine aspect, Mm. the yang aspect. And so I think feeling into that when making decisions like, oh, is it feeling feminine and inward or is it feeling masculine and outward in order to reflect or take action? I freaking love that as a tool. 100%. 100%. I'm I'm actually going to use that going forward because mm. like I feel like I've had decision fatigue like mm-hmm. and I don't know I've said this to you both off camera off <laughs> camera Whoa. um is like I get to the end of the day and the end of the week and I feel like I've just got no bandwidth left and yet there's still like open tabs I'm like okay like I haven't made a decision on this thing and so I think having some self-compassion of being like, okay, is this a reflection time? Or is it like, I just need to make a decision on this. Yeah. And not trying to make a decision on something where it's not time for that line to be mm. crossed. Yeah. For instance, my website. Yeah. The business name and whether that needs to be a change or not. 
like solidifying branding colors and all that sort of stuff like it feels really fun like it feels juicy now and i feel like there's also a line potentially in the future but it's like it's not there yet so stop trying to rush something yep when it's not time 100 and i think i haven't had a tool or like a visual for me like that really feels into a visual of being like oh okay there's a tool now yeah mm-hmm. yeah it blew Sorry. my mind too when i when i had the realization of the next level of oh wow working with this deva no wonder it, it's always felt like a woman to me, but that's probably because it's always been internal growth, mm-hmm. which we all know a lot of the yeah. time needs to happen first, to then it shift into a yang energy this week. And I was confused. I was like, oh, what's going on? Is my day not here? Has it changed? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, I'm the same day, but I just need you to take some action now. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, wow, talk about divine timing. Like you're telling me the time is now. Mm-hmm. Wow, that feels big. I need to, I need to honor that and that's scary there's an element of um something that my one of one of my mentors who i consider a mentor hero boga who i follow so she's a mentor that i follow she talks about your deva if it's if you're feeling a lot of doubt and if you're questioning a lot it's probably because you just have a transactional relationship you don't have an actual relationship because a relationship is one of love and compassion and kindness and joy and creativity and when you're working with your business deva you love them so much you want your business to be whatever it wants to be and sometimes it's going to show you a vision that's just really scary it's really scary it's like okay (laughs) now i have to figure out how i'm going to be that and but that's also the fun of it you know it's it's and you know you can always say no but it's like you know you told me what you want and now i'm showing you what 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 that looks like and what it needs to be to get what you want and that's another dynamic that is there when you're working with it when people talk about you know lean into the uncomfortable things that is what i mean right there i don't mean the things you don't like doing and they feel uncomfortable you know all those kind of discomfort conversations that we hear online it's the no 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 that kind of expansive discomfort that's what we're talking about when we talk about stepping into that that um and i had that big aha this week where i was like oh i get what they mean now big girl pants is just like having a moment i am i'm like is this episode gonna be called big girl pants i know (laughs) putting on my big girl pants yeah what it means to put on your big girl pants (laughs) well beautifuls that's our conversation for today if you'd like to get in touch please do our details are in the show notes if you enjoyed the podcast please leave us a five-star review or share with a friend And as always, enjoy the ride of following your own heart vibrations.